Being an expert sucks. As a teacher of spiritual intelligence and emotional health, I get cornered into being the guy who has all the answers. I'd like to take this opportunity to make a confession. I don't. What I do have are convictions. I have theories. I have questions. I find myself looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. Stop setting up your tent. We can't stay here. Through my journey, it's become evident that being a participant is no longer enough. It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit MikeMayashiro.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Confessions of a Reformer. Um, let me just throw out right away that this is the last episode of Season 2 of Confessions of a Reformer. Uh, also, I want to take a moment and say thank you to all of you who are still here. Um, I mean that. Thank you so much. I'm really honored and thankful that you're part of this journey with me, that you're still around and listening to what I have to say and the different voices that I've platformed this year. Because here's the deal. My podcast, like... A couple of years ago, before I came out and went on that whole journey, you know, had like all these listeners and audience members or whatever, and then I took a year off and just like stepped away unofficially. I didn't even announce that I was going to do that. I just kind of had to, out of necessity, step back from the content creation and, you know, for obvious reasons, go on the journey and give it the audience, what? Give it the honest credence it deserved, the space, the time, the processing, the research, all the things. I jumped back into the game. My audience was a fraction of what it was in the podcasting world. And, you know, it's kind of slowly grown from there, but it's still nothing compared to what it, not nothing, but it's not what it was. And so as a content creator, that kind of, you know, it's a blow. It's like, oh man, it's a bummer that, you know, the work that I'm doing isn't reaching the same, I guess, scope as it used to. Um, But I do want to say to those of you who are listening in here, um, that I'm honored to be speaking to you, to be serving you in this way. And I think some of those people left or didn't come back or whatever because of the things that I'm saying, the things that I've been advocating for and being unambiguous about. And I just want to say that I'm actually really proud of that. It's a bummer to see people leave and watch the numbers drop, but it's also something that I'm proud of, not the numbers dropping, but the people that I'm talking to are... I think more the kind of audience I actually want to be speaking to and about the things that are on my heart and that I feel convicted about. So thank you for being those people. I'm honored that you're here. I so appreciate your listens, your shares, um, your comments, your ratings, <laughs> all the things. Thank you. Um, seriously, it's, it means the world. I am going to step away from podcasting for the holidays. Um, I'm going to just take a step back to reassess, regroup, regroup meet with my team, kind of re-envision what this space is, what it's for, you know, the branding, the marketing, the frame, the format. We are absolutely going to change the intro <laughs> to this podcast. Um, somebody from my team has been saying for a while that that needs to change, and I haven't really listened to it in a while, and then I listened to it like a little bit ago, and I was like, oof, yeah, this, got, this has to change. I mean, I like it. It's still true on some level, right? But there's just like a more specific bent that... Um, my voice and message has taken that I don't think that intro reflects anymore. So just FYI, there's going to be some changes that come in the podcasting space for me. And just, I want you to be emotionally prepared for that. Um, And then also like, (laughs) I don't want to make any promises. I don't want to speak out of turn because we have a few like strategic meetings we're going to be having in this break. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Just know when we come back for season three, things are going to look a little different. So for this final episode of this season, the season finale, 
I want to take a moment just to reflect on this last year. I don't want to do like a callback episode, you know, to the previous episodes, um, you know, in like your favorite shows or whatever, if they have multiple seasons, every once in a while they'll do like a callback episode where they're pulling back memories or moments from previous episodes. Can I say episode more? Um, and I always like kind of roll my eyes and kind of am bummed by those episodes. I don't care enough. I don't want to watch older episodes again. I want to keep going. So this is not going to be that, as I kind of guess my point. Um, but I do just want to take a moment to reflect on what has happened this season. <laughs> I mean, specifically for the podcast, but obviously that is a big like correlation to my life and journey. It's kind of crazy to think about. I just came out publicly as a gay man on February 1st of this year. At the recording of this, that was 10 months ago. It feels like a lot longer ago than that. It feels like a world away, like... Who was I back then? And like, you know, like the people that I got to bring into my podcast and like have them share their voice, their message, their work, those people would not have been welcomed on my podcast before because I was still in the closet back then, hadn't acknowledged my own sexuality in the way that I've been able to now. And so even, and also professionally in the ministry space, you know, with the gatekeepers and the Pharisees and the leaders, the policing of, you know, my voice, what? I just said voice, my voice and message and theology. So many people I've platformed this year would not have been allowed to be in a space like mine or like in something that I was endorsing because of the brand I was part of and the leaders I was submit, submitted to and the theology that I subscribed to. And I just want to take a moment to like acknowledge the freedom and the gift it is to finally be at a place in my life where I get to platform whoever I'd like and not be afraid of the big bad police or the people, you know, looking over my shoulder trying to like manage my freedom for me. I'm so thankful to have grown out of that space, to not be subjecting myself to that kind of scrutiny anymore. Uh, it's a gift and I'm proud of that. That's something that I actually longed for when I was in professional ministry and like just, you know, doing well in that space. I remember thinking like, hey, this is great. There are so many things I want to say, things I want to explore, people I want to like give voice to, and I c consistently had to like be selective about like even what I liked on Instagram, what I shared, and I think back to that and look at my life now, and I'm like, wow, what a gift. I'm so glad that I'm not that person. I'm not trapped like that anymore. Um, the growth, the change, while it is painful and costly, that stuff is so hot and dramatic when it's happening and it takes some time to notice after the fact, but later the results, the fruit of those kinds of like sufferings, if you will, brings a whole other level of a whole new degree of freedom of existing. You know, it's not just like a, this is not a finite moment or like a specific experience. It's a general state of being. And to me, the temporary, concentrated, singular moments of pain and loss and grief and sacrifice um, are a worthy trade for the new depth and height and breadth and layer of being. The expansiveness of that, you know what I mean? Like, that is, it's, it's a worthy trade. And I'm so thankful that I got to do that I mean, because for years, you know, there was a part of me that genuinely wanted that and I couldn't hear him. I didn't, he wasn't allowed to be that, right? Um, so I guess I want to say, thank God, literally, in my theology and perspective, thank God that they advocated for me and continued to pursue me in spite of my own misgivings and fears and sh like short-sightedness. 
I'm super thankful for that. I, I'm just, I guess I'm really thankful. My heart is very full <laughs> at the recording of this episode, so, you know, we're just going to get to deal with how thankful I am. I am. Um, so anyway, in all that, the freedom that comes with it, like, getting to experience that as a state of being is like a breath of fresh air. It is a long, it was, it's like a long, hard-fought reward. It wasn't something that I, like, had specifically in mind. I just knew out of experience that that would be a byproduct of this this path and journey. And so I made those sacrifices I made along the way, knowing that eventually this day would come. And it's nowhere near the degree of like redemption and like transformation and like beauty that I'd like to see on this side of all the loss. But I'm, I am getting to touch some of the beauty and the redemption and the, you know, deeper capacity to breathe in so many ways. And I'm so thankful for that. So, you know, as I'm reflecting on this last year and looking at the podcasting episodes, I'm like, yes, that's like, that has happened. This last season is a reflection of the freedom that has been brokered by the shedding of old ways of thinking and aligning myself and believing, associating, (laughs) and the fear that came with all that, that motivated, instigated, and restrained so much of it. I'm so thankful that I've been able to shed a lot of those things and I'm in a new degree of growth and transformation. Um, I also just want to throw out too, it's kind of a weird sobering um, layer, I guess, of this process. I'm like aware like, yay, new freedom, this is awesome, whatever. Um, I'm also aware there's another season coming down the road, whoever knows how long away that is from now, where I'll get to shed more stuff. And I've realized somewhere in this process the shedding of cocoons, the coming out of closets is not a one-time thing. We don't come out of the same closet, hopefully. You come out of it once. It's a final, like, definitive line of demarcation. But you step out into, dare I say, a bigger closet that you get to explore and expand and fill out. And then when you have grown and you start feeling the limits and the outer, like, confines of some other container that you've like been comfortable within or learned how to live within or succeed in or understand yourself in, then another layer of coming out and risk and sacrifice and the shedding of a cocoon gets to happen again. And I'm like, oh my God, I think this is actually a way of life that not everyone wants. Not everyone has the energy or the conviction or the vision for, but on the path that I've been on, I'm noticing a pattern here. This is like coming out as a gay man this last year I think it's like the third or fourth closet, cocoon, like big cocoon I've come out of. Um, And it won't be the last one. You know, I think coming out as a deconstructed, like, hey, I don't believe this stuff anymore. I believe this now, whatever. Some of those statements on social media that I've taken this last year, even that I've shared in this podcast, were other forms of coming out of a closet and stepping into a new degree of freedom, of expansion, right? And so I'm like, as I'm celebrating the freedom that's come from this and looking forward to like getting to fill out and explore more of this degree of freedom, I'm also aware I will consume, what? I'm not gonna say, I will occupy this new land, if you will, that I've stepped out of or stepped out into metaphorically to the point where I will reach the borders of this land too and get to expand out of that as well. And the expansion that breaches out of the limits of this new understanding that I'm in will be another form of coming out. It'll be another giant confession, right? And then like I get to make new things and say new things and people get to like shift out of, in and out of my audience again. And I think something that I feel really happy about when it comes to this podcast 
is I like <laughs> I've had somebody on my team who's been like, we gotta change the name of your podcast. Like, is that even accurate anymore? Is that even what's going on? And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. And at this point, I, I'm feeling reinvigorated. I'm like, I'm so glad that my na- the name of my podcast is Confessions of Reformer, because guess what? When I do reach the limits of the next phase of whatever this journey is that I'm on, um, I get to confess that version too, and I get to keep. Uh, there's a word I want. Publishing the findings and the notes, the confessions of that experience and the things that come with it and the people, you know, that associate and like support and ally themselves with that journey and process. That's what this is. And so like, I love that there's not like an end goal in sight necessarily. I love that this is a space and a journey and an unfolding. I love that it's a confession and I love that it gets to keep going. Like this is a a gift and I love it. Okay. I also want to like reflect on certain episodes or like people that I've had on my podcast that I just want to like celebrate. Um, I have not looked at the list, so this is all just going to come from memory, but I just want to pull out some of the moments that stood out to me as like memorable and like, and significant and like, you know, people and conversations that I'm proud of. Um, so one that comes up for me is Stan Mitchell. And I think he was the first person I interviewed for the queer affirming theology conversation Stan Mitchell is the reason I moved to Nashville. I'm so thankful for his voice and work, his conviction, his ability to articulate what he understands and the investment he's made in his life to know what he knows. Like that was such a a gift for me to get to share him with the world. So honored that he joined me in this and like was willing to share and he's told me he's willing to do more and so I'm gonna have to pull him on again. But like that was a huge like milestone for me. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm so proud. And I think I remember like my bigger motivator for that was like, there are people who need to hear Stan and they're going to find him for the first time because they follow me. And I'm honored to be the person to introduce them to someone who's going to be a voice, like a mouthpiece, a patriarchal, cis, white, straight (laughs) Christian male who speaks something better and different than what they've been told their whole lives. Like, awesome. So that, I just want to take a moment and celebrate. Like, Stan Mitchell happened in this podcast, y'all. That was awesome. Kathy Baldog is another big one for me. I'm like, <laughs> love. I love that I got to have Kathy on the podcast and that she got to step in and just share some of her journey and her convictions. And like, you know, Kathy's a fireball. I'm so thankful for her as well and the work that she's doing in the world. And love that I get to be friends with these people. And anyway, so Kathy's mo- um, episodes were amazing. I'm so thankful I, again, got to share her with people, um, get to support her work, draw attention to who she is and what she's doing. So cool. Um, I'm not doing this in order necessarily, but like the next person that comes up for me that I'm like, yes, this was an awesome win, was Josh Scott. Josh is the pastor of Grace Point Church here in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> I just said here, I'm not in Nashville when I'm recording this, it's fine. Um, but Josh has been a deconstructing pastor for like over 20 years now. And so he's like the, probably one of the most progressive Christian pastors I've ever encountered. He has, we've had conversations that have jarred me, like shocked me, which, you know, when I met Josh, like I hadn't had that experience very much. And he just continues to push the envelope in my envelope, I guess, on, you know, what he believes and why and what he sees in the Bible and what he believes the message is for and how we're meant to understand it so different than the Bible I was taught to read growing up. And I'm so thankful for Josh's work and his investment to, you know, to the church and in Christianity because he doesn't have to stay in that space, but he does. And I love that. We, like, we need people like Josh doing that kind of work in the space that he's in. I love that he exists and that he's doing it. Oh, so good. And so I got to share his deconstructive ideas and like prods on my podcast, which is jarring and scares people and like raises their flags and the heresy hunters and the Pharisees and whatever. I'm like, 
listen, I'm so glad I got to like <laughs> be on Josh's side and say, oh, I love what this guy has to say. So helpful. So important. What a, what a moment. Yes. Uh, I also love that I had, got to have Justin Lee on and just getting to discuss the conversation and the divide between, you know, queer Christians and the evangelical church. And I love that Justin is holding his space in the evangelical space and still like coming from a conservative place and affirming like I, you know, because of my progressive deconstructing bent, like Justin, I probably, I don't know if this is true. We haven't talked about this stuff, but probably disagree on some theology stuff at this point now. Like, <laughs> but I don't know if that was true when I interviewed him, but here's the thing. Like, I love the work that Justin does, the voice that he has, the way that he does it, and specifically knowing his lane and the, you know, the audience he's speaking to and the people he wants to work with. Like, the evangelicals need people like Justin to be able to, like, facilitate that conversation and invite them into something different. So, uh, huge. And so I'm proud to have been, been able to have Justin on my podcast. Um, I had Rocky Roggio, the director of 1946, on. And we got to talk about her journey and her story and the film. And obviously, like those of you who've been following me, you know that film coming out this last, just recently at the recording of this. That was a big deal, and I love that I get to be part of that and get to celebrate and contribute. And you know, I didn't know this. I was watching the 1946 film at the Rainbow Room retreat we did in San Antonio a few weeks ago. Um, and at the end of the film, I told everyone to hang out after the credits because there was a, a post-credit scene that I didn't get to watch at the premiere because they ended it prematurely. So we were waiting for it, and the credits were rolling, and then someone was, like, someone was like, Mike, is that your name? And we like paused and found my name in the credits, and I was like, what? And then my name was again at a different section. I'm on there twice. I was like, I had no idea I was in the credits. That's amazing. Um, so just like getting to have proximity and contribution to work like this, like Rocky, yeah. Anyway, my point is, like, I loved having Rocky on my podcast so that she got to be part of this journey with me, and I got to be part of her journey. Like, yee, love it. <laughs> You guys, you remember Joe Lumen? I had Joe Lumen on my podcast. Um, another, I mean, Joe, literally, Joe was one of the first people I interviewed for season two, and she was one of the last people, one of the last interviews I published. Um, <laughs> because at the recording of her episode, I loved what she had to say. I was so challenged and, like, intrigued and a little nervous. I remember halfway through episode two of her interview series, I had this moment where she was talking and I was like, oh my gosh, I might not be able to publish this, this interview. I might not be able to actually platform this conversation because of the stuff she was saying. And I knew what my audience would think when she said certain things. And so I did the best I could in that interview to try and advocate for them and represent their voice to like get some clarity and understanding in the things that Joe was just <laughs> flippantly throwing out there just as like common common sense or just like, you know, anyway, um, that was like a moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. And so I had work to do. Joe was kind of like a, a benchmark almost of like, I have to steer this ship and I need to like nurture my audience and I need to move whoever's listening to me from wherever we are now to this other direction where we need some of these things to go away. We need to lose some of these like strict standards or limitations or whatever. We are not ready for Joe. Right. And so like, <laughs> It was just kind of in the background, like, uh, just kind of looking at me, haunting me. My team was like, when's she coming out? When's Joe coming out? They just kept coming up every once in a while. I'm like, oh, we're not there yet. But it just, you know, kind of was like a, a rudder steering what kind of content needed to come up for my audience to help move us from where we've been to where we are now and wherever it is that we're going. Um, so Joe's episodes actually served as a really, like, catalytic and informative framework for, like the other things that I was, was and wasn't saying to get to the point where I could publish Joe's episodes and it made sense and my audience was ready. 
Um, so that was like an interesting and fun challenge. And I love who Jo is in the world. I love what she brings, the intelligence, the, you know, specificity, the advocacy, the voices that she represents, the different people groups that she advocates for. Like she has challenged me so much and I'm so thankful for her. And like she gets so much backlash and hate. I mean, like a lot of, I think everybody that I've just talked about so far on my podcast right now, I all get that. But Joe's has been just looking at this up. People have said to her, like the vitriol. I don't want to compare because I actually don't know who's had what, but like it's been bad across the board. Um, but like the stuff that Joe goes after and with the tenacity and passion and conviction and unapologetic, you know, veracity that she brings. <laughs> she shakes it up and I love that. I love it. I think it's necessary. Like she's doing work of punching through holes and getting us somewhere and reaching us in places that we probably can't find on our own. And like the, the gift that she's offered that people like Joe and Josh and Stan and Rocky and Kathy and Jess and all these, people, the, the work that these voices are bringing that they're like offering to us is a gift. And so like, the fact that I have this podcast and get to like point out these people and give them space to share this stuff and say my own stuff. Like, I love that I get to do that, that this is work that I'm doing in the world. These voices that come in and out of like the fold, if you will, and step out into the unknown, the uncharted, the, un- the, the not understood yet, the not considered yet. And they speak of what they've seen and what they've found and what they've experienced and what they know to the people who quote unquote aren't ready for it yet, who don't understand, who don't want to know that stuff, but it's necessary for us to grow and progress and evolve and do better at what it even means to like, to love people, to show up. Like, I'm so thankful for those people and the voices they bring. So I love that they get to be on this podcast, that they get to share their confessions. And there are so many other people, I just didn't want this to be like a, you know, there are so many other voices that I got to platform this year on my podcast, and I'm so thankful for that. And there are actually a couple episodes I haven't been able to publish yet. So, you know, we'll get into that. But anyway, um, I just want to, like, take a moment to say, hey, these voices, like, I'm hoping to bring some of them back. I'm hoping to find, uh, not, <laughs> like, find, bring on some new voices as well. Um, there are so many other people I've platformed on my podcast this year that I haven't mentioned now. And it's not because they don't matter. I don't remember. I'm thinking of some people now. I just don't have the time to get into all that at this moment. But like, what a gift to get to like find and meet all these other different people who are taking us to the next level of what it means to embody humanity, to demonstrate Christ-likeness in the face of diversity and, you know, like just an ever-expanding understanding and consciousness of what it, we even understand it means to be human. And so like know God in that way. What a gift. I love it. I'm so thankful to get to be part of that. So anyway, I, um, I'm going to stop there. But everyone who's listening, I, I know I said this at the beginning. I need to say it again, though. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for wrestling through this stuff. Thank you for trusting me. Thanks for sticking around. I know, you know, that stuff comes up and it can be scary or offensive or whatever. I love that, you know, the expectation of this space is that you all will do the work of you know, addressing your own offense of wrestling through for yourself. What do you do with that? This person said this thing. I don't like it. I don't agree. Or this person says something that contradicts what someone else said that's on the same podcast. And I'm like, I think it's a beautiful, important wrestling match. We all need to be able to like get into and have this skill to navigate that and the discernment to pick through what's true, what's beneficial, what's constructive, 
versus what's harmful, what's not true, what's not accurate, or whatever. And getting to figure that stuff stuff out on our own and taking responsibility for what we ultimately end up believing because of, you know, whatever has been served up. Um, so I love that that's what the, the space holds. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but in almost every episode, only sometimes I forget, but in almost every interview, I tell like, you guys, whoever this person is I'm interviewing has permission to say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it, and we all get to deal with it, right? That's going to be continued, what? That's going to continue to be a value and a priority um, and expectation for anyone else I continue to interview in this space. I want them to get to say whatever they want, however they want. And then we get to deal with it. You know, I don't want to like polish and like, what, like, there's a word I want. I'm not going to find it. I don't want to like alter what they're saying in order to, you know, reach a certain kind of presentation. I want people to be who they are. And that's been a value I've had from a, for like a long, like, you know, since I was a kid probably. And I think that's probably coming from, you know, just my own queer nature and just like, I'm, I've always been different and I've had a value for like, hey, different isn't necessarily wrong or bad. In fact, different might actually bring some beauty and like clarity and wisdom that we need. So yes, everyone, happy 2022. Thanks for being here on this journey with me this year. Thanks for being part of season two. Um, I'm very excited for the future and what's coming, <laughs> what's going to come out in season three, the changes that will be implemented. Um, I've been spending some time alone um, on this trip that I'm on and just feeling the stirring. It's funny because like if I was still in the Bethel space, I'd have a whole kinds of language for how I describe the experiences I've been having. But all that to say, like I feel a stirring and like new life and like stronger, weightier emphasis being put on some stuff that is absolutely going to influence like what I do in 2023 and that'll show up in the podcast and I'm I'm just gonna say this now I'm so excited it's gonna be so much fun like it's the this season season two of this podcast the year 2022 has been one of loss of grieving of processing of pain you know it's been a lot of that stuff and I've been you know publishing some of this process and whatever while that's been going on um, 2023, you know, whatever, like we're live, we're going to be processing pain as long as we're breathing. Um, but I think in the next season, <laughs> we're going to get to step in some other things that, uh, that matter. And I'm very excited to get to get deeper into. And I think that I'm like getting to settle into more of my own like stance and position on the things that I, I don't mean theologically. I just mean like where I even am in proximity to other things that matter in my world and the work that I'm doing. So very excited for what's coming. Thank you for being here. Um, We're taking a break. We'll pick it up again in the new year. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. Season three. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out MikeMyashiro.com.